Hello and welcome to another episode of Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, Spyrokin's podcast where we talk about all things comic books. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again, not because we're doing a Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, but we're also going to be doing a Television Tuesday installment because we're talking about, well, the last episode and, more importantly, the entire first season of... Loki! Yes, Loki, the little show that could. The third One Loki or multi-Loki? Well, now What do you call a gaggle of Lokis? A gaggle? No. A group? No, 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 no. A, a cult? champion? A cult? A champion of Lokis? No, it wouldn't be a champion is one. I like gaggle. Not a gaggle. But we digress. Um, beforehand, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spyrokin in the search engine. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. If you want to email us, you can email us at zan at spyrokin.com or tweet us at spyrokin. And if you like what we do, you can support our podcast with our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And now that that's out of the way, let's actually get to this because I'm kind of excited to talk about this. And also, I've got theories and speculations because I was literally vibrating in my seat in that last episode. Literally vibrating in his seat. But before that, actually, let's do a little bit of a recap because we only did an episode talking about episodes one and two, really. We did a little bit of talking in some of the episodes, but not a big deep dive. So, yeah. So, after the first two episodes where Loki gets captured by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, this variant, Loki. 1130 is been set to execute, but they're going to keep them alive in order to help with their situation. And what's their problem with the TVA? I don't know. A variant is trying to kill off a bunch oh, of people. Oh, no. No, they, well, yes, a variant, but someone keeps targeting and killing TVA agents. Yes. And I was all like, they have a lot of problems at the TVA. And it turns out like that every split yep. is like a thing for them. But it turns out that the variant that is causing all the problems is another Loki. So who better to catch a Loki than... A Loki! Yep, so they train him and hire him and give him his own P.O. with named Mobius M. Mobius, played by Owen Wilson. And he is the st- uh, steam stealer of the show, but I will say that thing on his nose, I know it's his trademark, but dude, you have money now. Fix it. All I have to say is... Wow. He did not say wow the entire series. I know, which is why I said it for him. But from there, he got trained. He found out that the variant Loki was hiding in apocalypses. And then he found out that it was a female Loki named Sylvie. Why is she named Sylvie? Well, comic nerdiness because... Why not be named Sylvie? Well, it's a reference to Sylvie the Enchantress in Marvel Comics. Ha. But we digress. I didn't know that. So then they end up being stuck on an apocalypse which is going to end and then they cause a nexus event because they kind of fall in love with each other which is really disturbing being in love with yourself but then again loki is one of those people that the only person he's really going to be satisfied with is himself and from there he they get recaptured then they get sent to the end of time because of pr- people just getting disintegrated aren't actually being disintegrated pruning means they get sent to the the end of time to be eaten by yeah pruning is a fat is a fancy word for we're gonna kill you but we don't know they're not really being killed 
they are being killed eventually because they're sent to the end of the time and then Eliath the Betrayer, a giant smoke monster similar to the one from Lost, ends up eating things that's sent to the future. That's what happens when they prune a timeline to keep the one sacred timeline perfectly fine. Because for all time, always. I was going to say, I forgot their, their catchphrase. For all time. For all always. time. You have to keep the sacred timeline perfectly pure. And in this alternate future, when Loki gets pruned after telling female Loki that he loves her, he's about to, he gets pruned, and he has to deal with a bunch of other variants. And actually one of the best scenes with tons of lots of stingers, Easter eggs, and insanity, we have a bunch of Lokis working together and fighting with each other. And we actually see that our Even Loki... Even Alligator Loki... Yes, Alligator Loki, who was the best Loki ever. And none of the, the Lokis looked the same except for the Presidente. Yes, President Loki, who has something different. Who no longer looks the same. He's missing an arm. No, a hand. Yes, a hand. I will say I love that all the other Lokis go crazy and they're flipping out. And then our Loki, 1130, is looking at them like, oh God, what are you guys doing? He's just like over it. Like, really? Is this what we have become? He's... Grown as a person. And then, of course, we have the best Loki ever besides Alligator Loki. Um, the kid one. No, classic Loki, who's played by rich, esteemed actor Richard... Oh, he's awesome. I love him. He plays really weird people. Richard E. Grant, who does an amazing job in this. And I've got to say... It's great to see him because at first you're like, oh, he's just an old guy dressed looking like he's cosplaying as Loki. But if by the end of episode five, you, he is the best Loki and the most powerful Loki. I thought the kid was the most powerful Loki. Well, the kid's the, the most powerful because he killed Thor, but the most powerful, like using his yeah, powers. Yeah, like, dude, he killed Thor. Yeah, but... He was the only Loki to kill Thor. Old Thor... He killed Thor. Old Loki saved the day and he made huge illusions because glorious purpose... Which seems to be the catchphrase of most Lokis. Hashtag, young one killed Thor. But, we digress. And now, in the final episode, officially, Sylvie and Loki have gone past all the gauntlets, all the trials, and now they're going to find the person who created the TVA because they discovered earlier that the TVA was not created by the Timekeepers because the Timekeepers were... Robots! I called Animatronic it. items. So we've caught you up. And now, as we see them going into the castle beyond the Citadel of Eliath, the Citadel at the end of time... First, when you see him walk in, it's very much a horror scene, especially when you have, uh, oh, we should have said earlier, there are spoilers in this. Spoilers! A lot of spoilers, because we're going to do a deep dive, so yeah. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. So it actually opens up like a horror scene, because it's so scary and creepy looking, everything's destroyed, and then out of nowhere, like a horror movie, you have a jump scare with Miss Minute. But Miss Minute, like... She's, like, really creepy. But like, come on, we were kind of expecting her to be a little bit sinister. Yeah, but she was like, howdy, y'all. You're like, oh, God. You're like, oh, she is going to kill everybody in their sleep. But she gives them an offer. She says, well, he... If you've ever had a nightmare about your alarm clock, it culminates in this jump scare. It does. And I will say that seeing her just kind of give them the devil's offer, saying, listen... You could do whatever you want, as long as you stop here. And then when, when then when they refuse, she just kind of looks like resigned. And then you see her that she's pulling the strings, because beforehand she was very servita- servile to all of the. Uh, yeah, she like TVA. finds files and downloads it for you, and she helps Loki with his training. It helps and everybody else. But she's 
you know, like a really good secretary, she rules the world. And I like that when uh, Ravana says, these weren't the files I asked for. It's like, this is what he wanted you to have. Enjoy. Well, this is what you're getting. Yeah. And with them making their choice, pretty much Miss Minute disappears. But we already knew that Miss Minute is a little more than what she seems. Because she manipulates a lot of people with that. Like, we see her just totally showing that she's in control. Well, I thought there was a lot of foreshadowing when Loki's doing his training and she's quizzing him. And she's like, come on, you know it. And then he asked, like, oh, are you quizzing me or are you no, are testing you, are, me? Are, no, are you, a, are you a program? Are you like, are you, I'm something else. Or are you else. watching me? It's like, I'm something else. Yeah, that, I was like, oh. But either dun, dun, dun. way, seeing her just disappear and them going through this wrecked ruined castle and i do have to admit the design of it being all in kitsugi is really i was gonna say it's not ruined it's wrecked but rebuilt yeah it's that because it's the end of time everything's put together and not also if you notice the sacred timeline is around everything and it's a loop it's not a it's not a line but yeah. they said it's at the end of time. So you see it all. And I do... Oh, we do have to say the opening is great where you hear all the different things. You hear tons of stuff from the MCU and tons of stuff from the real from real life. Like you hear uh, Greta Thornburg talking. You hear One Small Step for Man. You hear uh, Glorious Purpose. You hear elements from this series, from other series. You hear stuff from Captain America, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's like a thing. It was a great opening to the series, I gotta say. And we finally get the big reveal of who's behind the curtain as they go through and you see four statues, one of them smashed. And as they walk in, the door opens. And who's sitting there? It's Jonathan Majors! So as we all knew, it's Kang! Well, not really. It's not Kang. It's It's a Kang. It's he who remains. Yes, and seeing him here eating up the scenery was great. Seeing him just kind of flex his theatrical muscles and from being kind of a ghetto guy that we saw in Lovecraft Country. Yes, yeah, so not ghetto. To this is so different. He's having fun, and I love that. And he's old, right? He's been around forever. Yeah, he's like, I look young, but I'm pretty old. Yeah. And I like that the minute they start attacking him, he just... Uses a he time slip and he just slips out of time. Like he knows where everything is. And then they say, well, we're gonna, we came here to kill, kill you. He's like, well, I know how this is going to end. It's like, what are you talking about? He pulls out a script. So you can't kill me because I know how it's going to end. And he has the script of everything they say at the right moment. And it's kind of cool because it says that 1130, which is Loki 1130, and then 1190, which is Sylvie. And pretty much we get the reveal that he who remains is a guy from the 31st century, and as a scientist, he figured a way to go to different time periods and time zones. Wait, he's a scientist? He's a scientist from the 31st century who figured out how to open a portal to other dimensions, and at the same time, other variants of him did the same thing. So most of them were like, hey, how you doing? Nice hair. You're looking great. But then some of them were like, no, I'm going to take it over and kill you all. So it became the Time War. And then he decided to harness the power of Eliath to destroy all the other timelines and make his the safe one. And he's like, listen, uh, you may think I'm the devil, but I'm protecting everybody. But I'm a good guy compared to the other ones. Yeah, he's like, he's like you think I'm bad. There's worse ones out there. Yeah. That and, I thought was really cool. And it's interesting hearing him. He's telling them the truth, but he's also playing them against each other. 
a little bit because Miss Minute started... Which is also known as manipulating them. Yes. He manipulates Sylvie and Loki, and you see that Loki is very... Well, I thought it was cute when, when Miss Minute says, oh, he who must, who remains... They, they refer to him like, oh, you're he who must remain, or he who, whatever. He, he, and he goes, oh, is she still calling me that? Yeah. Like, oh, ha, ha. Yeah, I hate it, but that's what it is. And I, I like the fact that she offered them both whatever they want. She said, listen, you want the Infinity Gauntlet? Yours. You want a kingdom? Yours. You. You don't have to run anymore. You both could exist at the same time. He could make it all worthwhile. But you see that no matter what is going on, Sylvie was dead set on killing him no matter what. Oh, yeah. She was dead set on And Loki's now like... They say that there's a one-track mind, but she was a one-track mind. But Loki actually put in the thought that, yeah, we kill him, we're done. But he may have a point because he's not lying. Right. But I like that he's... The best is him saying, you know, I've been called many things. A king, a conqueror. And I was like, yes! Kang, Kang the Conqueror. We know it's we know it's Nathan Richards. We know it's Nathan Richards. Come on. Long story short, uh, Sylvie and Loki get into a huge fight, which is them not trusting each other. And I like that Loki is not trying to fight. He's like, listen, we just will take a minute, take a second to think about this. Yeah, we could kill him in this, but what if it's worse? What if things get worse? And she's like, nope. She does not want to hear a word of what he's saying, even though she knows. That he's there. And, and he, there's there's a few moments where you're like, oh, maybe she is listening to him, but she's not. But at first she's like, you just want your throne. He's like, oh, me, yeah. So I have to because of this. Because he's shown he's kind of evolved. Kind of, yeah. He's gone past this. Yes, you're right. He has. And she's still stuck in the same rut. And then at the end, he says, listen, I'm not going to hurt. I'm, I'm not going to raise up a knife. for You, you want to kill me? Kill me. But just take a second. Listen. This could work, or we could figure out what's going on. We could try to save this, because he, because he who remains offers them the keys to the throne. He says, "Listen, I'm tired of this, doing this over and over and over again. Just you guys take charge. I'll just chill out here. Like I'm cool. I'm done. You're in charge. You get to be together. Life Whatever. is good. But nope, Sylvie's nope, and she kills him. And then because of that, you see all the branches just explode. And then the TVA's like. Oh no, what's going to happen? Well, here's the fun part. When you see that going crazy, the voice that you hear, the hunter who's talking, is Eugene Cordero, who is Casey. What do you mean the hunter who's talking? The one who's saying, oh no, we have a time break in, zubba, zubba, zubba. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That hunter K5E, that's Casey. So already, once the breach happened, that was the ultimate timeline. Like, we know, uh uh-oh, something's different. Well, we didn't know that at first, but then at the end we found out that Loki gets sent because she grabbed um, Kang's, or he who remains his time slip, uses it, sends him to a TVA to protect him or get rid of him or whatever. And then he, he goes to find help, and it turns out it's a different TVA. They don't remember him. Mobius doesn't know who he is. And Kang is in charge. And speaking of Mobius, let's get to his story. The fact that he ends up going to the TVA to stop Ravana from causing all the problems. They revealed to everybody that they're all variants. And Ravana is so like, I need, we're not, we have to listen to whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Like she's gone completely off the reservation at this point. Or she's on the reservation just so she thinks everyone else has gone off. But she's going to align herself with Kang, which makes sense because she is in the comics his girlfriend. So she's yeah. his girlfriend? She's sometimes his girlfriend, sometimes his enemy. Yeah. Well. Like her name in when you see her variant in the school, that's an identity. That's a lot of girlfriends. 
no, it's just Devin's tr- girlfriend's and Simon's enemy. Well, yeah. Well, Sorry, that was just profound on a different level. You didn't even know you were being profound. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true, especially because of all the, the things. Also, it's that one specifically. But I love the end. We get the Kang the Conqueror statue. And it, it just, it doesn't have the helmet, but it's Kang. It's so for next season. And we are getting a season two. Happy about that. Woohoo! And over. Anyway, with this series, it's set up so much into motion, especially because this is the third entry in Phase 4, unless you count Black Widow beforehand, because of that whole, was it released earlier, was it not? Anyway, but this is the fourth, and it's set up so much, especially with the next television show, which I am so excited for, What If? Because that is going to be the repercussions from the multiverse exploding. (laughs) And then after that, and two months after that, we're going to have Hawkeye, which looks really good. And we're going to get maybe a character from Black Widow showing up as a villain. Maybe. And then, of course, we have, after that, Ms. Marvel starring Kamala Khan, which I'm actually really excited for that because she's a really good character. I heard they already changed the her power set and how she got her powers because Inhumans really weren't popular after that TV show, so that doesn't exist anymore. And then we have Moon Knight with the crazy guy, Oscar Isaac, playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven characters in one. Feels like Orphan Black, but not because he's just crazy. Then we have She-Hulk. I'm really excited for She-Hulk. Because of the core procedural aspect or the fact that it's She-Hulk? Because of the both. The core procedural aspect, but also I'm excited for She-Hulk. Like, especially since, okay, so Mark Ruffalo made, not he did it, but Mark Ruffalo's Hulk at the end, he stays Hulk longer, therefore... Aging Hulk, make, making Hulk more intelligent. So he goes from well, Hulk angry, smash to like Smart Hulk. Well, Smart Hulk, they merged together. They they got through their things and they combined. So it's Hulk and Banner are now one person. They've combined. They're no longer fighting with each other. So well, because secret is that he's angry. Yes. Now She Hulk's a little different. But than- so back to my point. So I'm really excited that okay they made Hulk be able to be more intelligent. He even has glasses stuff, takes selfies with kids. Yeah. Hangs out like sends out zingers to. So his pretty other much team. it's yeah it's like he's he's it's smart cool. Hulk. He's, yeah he's funny and so I was like oh I want lawyer Hulk She Hulk to be like super intelligent be like yeah just oh. better oh like girl power. No, but She Hulk's always been well now in the comics she's completely crazy now but before that she was but I Hulk doesn't make know. her she's not angry she's more she's her id she's the dr jekyll mr hyde situation she hulk is the sex addict she's the one who's crazy she's yeah. the one that's fun again girl power goes from mousy girl she to hulk fun is girl. gonna be even better it's gonna be a lot of fun especially because you have a lot of villains in there like we're getting abomination in there even though abomination Maybe is gonna be a shame she hulk you would actually be really good at She-Hulk. There we go. That is. I'm already tall. Yes, and you and yes, and you already have muscles, so you're good. You're, uh. You have the guns already. You guys can't see me, but I'm taking you all to the gun show. It's this way. Yes. But so after She-Hulk, we have Secret Invasion coming out. Yay! More scrolls. I'm excited about. I realize I say that I'm excited about everything, but I'm not excited about everything. But I'm excited about the scroll. Really? Why excited for the scrolls? Because they seemed like kind of cool. They could be super. So in Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, they weren't evil per se. Oh, they're totally evil. It's just that these were they made them refugees. Like scrolls are like right. one of the most and evil then, characters in and Marvel. And then in um oh gosh, WandaVision. Was, was it WandaVision? Yeah. So they're all over in WandaVision. 
And well, I think they're all over. In Spider Man, they were they were there. And then what's the? They had the stinger where it wasn't the guy with the eye patch no, and the girl that I yeah, like. It, yeah, they it were actually Spider-Man scrolls. Far from home, they were scrolls. Yeah, it was Talos again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited for scrolls because I secretly am hoping that they link all the movies back together again, kind of like an Endgame. Oh no! This is going to be that. Well, there's a possibility. You know what I mean? Because in the original Secret Invasion, it turns out that half the heroes were scrolls and that they were setting up things to take over the world and kill everybody. Because scrolls are really bad. Like the Kree are kind of smart about their assholes, but they're kind of smart about the, the scrolls. But now the scrolls are kind of. But I'm excited. I'm excited. They're, I don't know a lot about scrolls. I've seen them in a lot of different movies, so I haven't read as many comic books. So I'm, I'm like, well, I'm maybe, here for maybe it. Maybe we should change that. Get credit to read the the Kroll Scree War, uh, Cree War to see how horrible. Scroll Cree War or. It's Avengers War. the Cree Scroll War. It's kind of <laughs> horrific what they do. But anyway, so after that we have Ironheart, which is going to be the female Iron Man, Riri Williams, which eh, because you're going to have Armor Wars after that. And then you're going to have I Am Groot, the miniseries. I'm super excited about Groot. Because I don't know if you know this, or but I like Groot. are you more excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? I'm very excited because one, I love a holiday special. Two... I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and three, I love Groot. But either way, so this is setting up so much in the world for Loki with what happened. I will say, though, out of the three shows, where do you put this? In your, what's so your order there's the WandaVision, shows? there's Loki, Fal- and then there's Falcon, Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yep. I would say Falcon Winter Soldier, number one. Really? Over Loki. It's close. But okay, so Falcon Winter Soldier, then Loki. Because, or, because, or okay, so hate is not the op, is not the abs, the opposite of love is the absence of love. It's not. I get what you're saying. I edit that. And so hate is kind of a type off of love. And in Falcon Winter Soldier, I hated. New captain, hashtag not my captain. U.S. agent. You hated the U.S. Like, agent. Like, I yeah. hated him. I was passionate about it. It sparked controversy in me. It made me feel passionately, passionately about something. I really enjoyed WandaVision, especially since I love old TV shows. I love Bewitched. I love, I mean, like, all of it. Like, Barry Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke. I loved all of it. So that's what I grew up on. So I really enjoyed WandaVision, but I think WandaVision's the lowest for me. I think Loki's a really close second. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is still my number one because I felt so passionately. I had more of those high highs, low lows. I was angry. I was in it. I was not. Loki, I really enjoyed. I just enjoyed watching. Okay. I can respect that. Yep. Um, for me personally, I think that... Plus WandaVision made me cry too much. I think for production quality, the best one is Falcon and Winter Soldier. That had the best, well, the tie between that and this had the best production quality. But overall, I liked, I liked where this one went. I felt there were issues with, but each one of each, let me phrase that. Each one of the shows had problems because of COVID-19. There were issues. You could see that they had cut things out and removed it and stretched. Yeah, there was definitely challenges in filming and... With a lot of the cast, and they had to change some of the storylines, which kind of made things worse, rushed some elements. But but I I think, like, even, like, taking that into consideration, I think there's, like, we, we can give a lot of things a pass. But 
taking that into consideration, I still want to say that my the one I thought was the best overall as a cohesive story was Loki. Surprisingly, I didn't think I would, but Loki is my favorite, followed by WandaVision, and then, sadly, I gotta say... Falcon Winter Soldier was your least favorite? No, they're all really high See, up I there. didn't, they're, they're I didn't all, hate any of them. I didn't hate it. I yeah. didn't hate it. I love all of them. They're really great. My issue, though, is that three things sullied Falcon Winter Soldier for me. I don't know if I would feel differently had I been able to marathon it, rather than wait a week for each episode. Yeah. Um... But as it's, I stand by my my choices. No, my I have three thing reasons why I kind of have issues with Falcon Winter Soldier and why it dropped down for me. One number one, power broker. Alexa, stop timer. The power broker that was just poorly executed. That whole thing was just kind of. Well, it's definitely I. I totally get you. I agree. They 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 changed they changed it to make her the power broker. They totally did. You could see that. But I think I think that there is it's a bigger segment, and we don't get to see the whole picture, and it's just a teaser. And they're either gonna super, it's gonna be super awesome, and they're gonna completely fail. I think this is. I think there's gonna be no in between. But so you have that. You you had that resolution. You had Zemo just being like. They hyped him up as a major part of the show, and he's like, two episodes, bye-bye! He also had, like, there was that one scene where he had the private plane, and he could have totally been, um, what's Batman's real name? Like Bruce Wayne-ing it up. He totally could have been But he's also in Bruce mourning Wayne. for his family also. Well, psh, Bruce Wayne. He could have been Bruce Wayne, alter ego, like, super ultra cool, horrible bad guy. Like with his own personal Jeeves guy and his planes and his money and his family's gone and he's angry and he could have been anti-Batman, but they did really didn't do much with him. No, they really no. There's more to him than that. He's the master of evil and all that. And they yeah, they could that. have made it so much more. And, and, and I can also see how they could have made him in a parallel universe or a multiverse, if you will. They could have made him a super good guy and made Batman a super no, bad they guy. Have, they could have made him. Uh, well, they could be setting up for Thunderbolts, which makes him a hero, but I digress. So you have that, and the third thing which ruined uh, Falcon Winter Soldier for me is that Walker got a pass. Walker got a major pass where he was like, they're like, okay, you changed your mind, you threw your thing down, you're now good, cool again. He should have been someone on the run. Not the, you're okay now, we're buddies. Because he was trying to kill them for so long, and it just got very angry to see that he got away. At the end, he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to be awesome. And then he's buddy-buddy immediately with Bucky and Falcon. It should have been that he was antagonistic and crazy, and then they just got him to calm down later on or show him calm down. Just not, he's like, I'm going to just be calm instantly. It felt unwarranted. Wait, when did he get calm? No, at the ending, it's like he's like, oh. I'm roided out and crazy, and then I gotta save these people. It's like, that's kind of smart, but then they were perfectly fine with him afterwards when he tried to kill them a minute earlier. So, yeah. It just, it felt, his story was line was just really rushed. I mean, again, I give everything kind of a soft pass because of COVID. I think that makes it hard for filming. I think the directors have to work extra hard to see the big picture in their mind, and and like kind of piece it all together. I I think it makes it a whole lot more challenging, you know, for Hollywood and everybody in general. And I think even with that, they've done a good job, but. No, they did. 
And but they did do a lot of things, but those were the three egregious errors for Falcon yeah. Winter Soldiers makes sense. Now WandaVision only had two things I had issues with. Only two. One of them was very simple. Ralph Boner. Really? Ralph Boner. All that hype for a boner joke. It could have been that he was an alternate version. It could have been she reconstituted him. It could have been something. Nope. Ralph Boner. <laughs> Ralph Boner. That, that's just trolling the audience. Not cool. That and then the whole Monica thing where it's like you hype her up to be a big thing and she's gone for two of the episodes. You know, they hype her up to be super awesome and she didn't do anything. But they're setting up for the Marvels, which I get that. But yeah, that's my only issue. And, and Loki, I was... Except for the fact that there could have been a little more development with Sylvie, which I said there was more development with Sylvie that they cut out because of time constraints. I really didn't have a problem with a lot of it. Uh, some people were saying, oh, the exposition in the last episode sucked. We needed the we needed the exposition, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I, mean, I like the episode five. Episode five is my favorite episode because it's so insane. It's so crazy just seeing all the Lokis go crazy and seeing all the little things. And, of course, the Thanos copter. Yeah, I you are still getting a lot of mileage off that Thanos copter. I think that my least favorite episode of this series is episode three. I think that's the. I mean, it sets up so much with Sylvie and him, but it's it feels completely out there. What it should have been was season one was just uh, eleven thirty and Mobius working together, and then season two should have been this reveal. That's what it should have been, but they compressed it. So, but I still I like the show. I thought it was really well executed, and I'm excited for what's going to happen next. And they did a decent job with the time travel issue, saying that they're just destroying variants. Right. But that's my thoughts on this show. Good thoughts. And we'll talk more about how this affects other things later on, because there are other shows to discuss and other movies to discuss. Because this is going to have impact definitely on Spider-Man: No Way Home and Doctor Strange. I don't feel like all the Spider-Man movies have been super awesome, but I think that they've been all getting better. Well, the ones with Tom Holland or just in general? In general. Well, let's, Tom be, Holland, on- but- let's be honest. Uh, Tobey Maguire, the third movie, is an abomination. And then Andrew Garfield. The one where he dances around walking down the sidewalk? That's so stupid. That is so stupid. I hate I hate. I, you know what? To be honest, so when much. they came out with all of that, like with the, with the trailers and stuff. Oh, the trailer was great. I wasn't super into Spider-Man yet, but... After all of those, like, him dancing on the sidewalk, I thought that was some kind of, like, I was expecting it to be, like, a Pepsi commercial and spoof. I didn't actually expect it to be in the movie. And the thing is, after we saw it. In- and if they clip it and take it out, it makes it a Pepsi commercial. Now, here's the other part. Think about this. After this, in, while it's a bat, it's not a great movie. We got an actual proper Venom movie. And now when you see that version of Venom versus his version of Venom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's leaps and bounds. It's yeah. just like yeah, they because the thing is that Sam Raimi didn't want Venom in the movie. He wanted Sandman and Sandman. But anyway, that's that's for a different episode. That's one. a different panel. It's a whole different podcast. Uh, but yeah, so this is going to definitely affect Eternals. Well, no, I don't think it's going to affect Eternals. I don't think that at all. It's going to be Spider Man, Love and Thunder, and uh, Doctor Strange. Those are the, and Quantumania because Quantumania, the villain is officially Kang, so we know that. Yay! Yeah, and then the rest is thing. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, um, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed. As usual, I am Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. We'll catch you guys next time. And uh, keep keep reading comics and keep watching cool comic stuff. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.